This is an iPulse News Podcast special report, War, for Monday, March 21st, 2022. I'm Karamia Valentin. As Russian forces continue to work their way to the capital of Ukraine, Kyiv, they leave a devastating human toll. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began on February 24th, more than 3 million citizens have fled Ukraine, according to the UN Refugee Agency. As the war continues to rage on in Ukraine, many countries have stepped in to offer humanitarian aid. The European Union has announced its fourth set of sanctions against Russia for war crimes. Robert Watson is a distinguished professor of American history at Lynn University and Avron Fogelman Research Professor. Fair warning, Dr. Watson's comments were recorded while he was driving with some feedback and slight disruptions in connection. These sanctions against Russia are the most aggressive and comprehensive sanctions in world history. Uh, The world has never quite seen anything like this. Ships from around the world are not docking at Russian ports and are not leaving from Russian ports. Many countries are no longer exporting or importing to or from Russia. Putin, his oligarchs, and his generals have been largely banned from flying into most anywhere in Europe, North America, or South America. Other than China, they're pretty much stuck. Credit cards, iPads, wire, bank, money transfers, all that is starting to stop in Russia as the world is is squeezing them financially. The UN Refugee Agency has been updating statistics online as they offer resources to Ukrainians and keep track of the Ukrainian refugee crisis. Many neighboring countries have opened their borders for Ukrainians, such as Poland, Hungary, Moldova, Romania, and others. Poland has allowed over 60% of all refugees into their country, making it the main refugee-receiving country. Poland has a long and difficult history. Poland's located rather centrally in Europe, which means for... Now, 2,000 years, any army marching north went through Poland, any army marching south went through Poland, any army marching east, any army marching west went through Poland. So Poland's been invaded. It's a horrifically challenging history for the people there. But the Polish people have tried to make amends for some of the sad chapters in their history, particularly under the Nazi reign, when countless Jews and others were slaughtered there. So Poland has been charitable in trying to accommodate refugees. The wealth that Poland has in comparison to neighboring countries is also a large factor in the influx of Ukrainian refugees into Poland. Second, Poland and Bulgaria and Romania all are right along the Ukrainian border. Romania and Bulgaria are poorer countries, which still has elements of the old Soviet Union when they were gobbled up by the Soviet Union under Stalin and others. Whereas Poland, even though they were part of the old Soviet Union, Poland's a bit more Western. They were earlier to move westward to embrace NATO, the European Union. So Poland has more of that feel. It's also a larger and not wealthy, but wealthier country. So it's a wee bit able to accept refugees, combine that with them opening their doors. And and there you've got hundreds of thousands and now millions of Ukrainian refugees. There's also another point that the two countries share. Once upon a time, Odessa and part of the Ukraine had the world's third largest Jewish population. And, you know, cities like Warsaw and Krakow had 
about the second largest Jewish population. So much of Jewish Europe was centered in the Ukraine and Poland. So there is that shared history as well. Poland has opened the arms for refugees. Poland is providing everything from medical to food, clothing. They're providing all the support and aid that refugees need. Poland is participating in the sanctions against Russia. And Poland is also offering to provide some military support for the Ukrainians. Even our Western nation is offering aid to Ukraine from thousands of miles away, along with other countries that feel for the Ukrainian citizens. NATO, the EU, the United States has been providing some relief for the refugees, but also military equipment. The United States has offered two rounds of several hundreds of millions of dollars in military aid and a similar amount of humanitarian aid. We're offering everything from bulletproof vests to uniforms to anti-aircraft weaponry to uh, several million rounds of ammunition. Poland doesn't have the ability to provide that much, of course, but Poland is participating. The UN Refugee Agency has tracked that as of March 19th, 15% of Ukrainian refugees fled to Romania. Only 9% entered the Republic of Moldova. Another 9% fled to Hungary. The remaining 7% of Ukrainian refugees, however, fled to Slovakia, the Russian Federation, and Belarus, according to the UN Refugee Agency. We need to remember just how harrowing it is for people. First off, the uncertainty. You know, they're going to another country. They don't know the language, probably. They've probably never been there. They don't know what's awaiting them. They don't know what their fate is. So imagine that. Secondly, a lot of them are going by foot or by rail or by piling in the back of a truck. Cars and roads are being hit. Roads are being cratered. It would be next to impossible to fly. So not only do they not know where they're going and they don't have the language, but the, the travel there is harrowing. We've seen footage and we've had and reporters who are embedded there telling us about families on foot day after day pulling behind them a suitcase or a wagon filled with their worldly possessions. Even once these refugees finish their long journey out of Ukraine, their struggle only continues as their future is uncertain and their living situation is likely unpleasant. Tent cities, refugee centers are being overrun. There's questions of inadequate bedding, no privacy. The types of shelters they've been setting up in the International Rescue Service, Red Cross and others have been setting up, are basically a tent just with simple cots, part of the family on the ground, part of the family on a cot, no privacy. Where do you put your possessions? You have to keep your eye on it because they could disappear as people are desperate. So the, the, the human aspect of this is just excruciatingly difficult. It's horrific what these people are facing at every level. They also don't know when they're going to be able to return and if they're going to be able to return and what will be waiting for them. A lot of them are going to lose their homes. Either the Russians will hit them with missiles or they'll be looted or Russians will move in. We need to remember that things are going to get pretty dang desperate in the Ukraine as they start to run out of food, money, medicine, etc., which means that looting will be widespread as it is during and after every conflict around the world throughout history. So who knows what they'll have to return to. So imagine the emotional toll. As the Russian invasion continues in Ukraine, more and more people are trying to find ways to help. It has become as easy as opening Google. Just go online from the Red Cross to a number of religious organizations 
to the International Rescue Service, to actually Congress and the White House. They're all putting out websites now where people can send money or relief to the Ukrainians. And I guess the last thing I would say is we need to remember Vladimir Putin is a mass murderer. Putin sees himself as Peter the Great. He wants a greater Russia. Putin wants to gobble up all the countries in the neighboring area around Russia for a greater Russian empire with him as the czar. This has been an iPulse News podcast, special report, war. For more iPulse News, visit www.lynipulse.org. Thank you.